Om Namo Narayanaya. We are continuing today. Chapter 15. The Pandavas Retire Timely. Sutakaswami said, Arjuna, the celebrated friend of Lord Krishna, was grief-stricken because of his strong feeling of separation from Krishna. Over and above all Maharaja Yudhisthira's speculative inquiries. Due to grief, Arjuna's mouth and lotus-like heart had dried up. Therefore, his body lost all luster. Now, remembering the Supreme Lord, he could hardly utter a word in reply. With great difficulty, he checked the tears of grief that smeared his eyes. He was very distressed because Lord Krishna was out of his sight, and he increasingly felt affection for him. Remembering Lord Krishna and his well-wishers, benefactions, intimate familiarations, and his chariot driving, Arjuna, overwhelmed and breathing very heavy, began to speak. He said, oh, O King, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Hari, who treated me exactly like an intimate friend, has left me alone. Thus my astounding power, which astonished even the demigods, is no longer with me. I have just lost him whose separation for a moment would render all the universes unfavorable and void, like bodies without life. Only by his merciful strength was I able to vanquish all the lusty princes assembled at the palace of King Drupada for the selection of the bridegroom. With my bow and arrow I could pierce the fish target and thereby gain the hand of Drupadi. Because he was near me, it was possible for me to conquer with great dexterity the powerful king of heaven, Indradeva, along with his demigod associates, and thus enable the fire god to devastate the Kandava forest. And only by his grace was the demon named Maya saved from the blazing Kandava forest, and thus we could build our assembly house of wonderful architectural workmanship, where all the princes assembled during the performance of Rajasuyayanja and paid you tributes. Your respectable younger brother, who possesses the strength of ten thousand elephants, killed by his grace Jarasandha, whose feet were worshipped by many kings. These kings have been brought for sacrifice in Jarasandha's Mahabharava Janya, and they were thus released. Later they paid tribute to your majesty. It was, on, it was he only who loosened the hair of all the wives of the miscreants who dared open the cluster of your queen's hair, which had been nicely dressed and sanctified for the great Yajasuya sacrificial ceremony. At that time she fell down at the feet of Lord Krishna with tears in her eyes. During our exile in Durvasamuni, who eats with his ten thousand disciples, intrigued with our enemies to put us in dangerous trouble. At that time Lord Krishna, simply by accepting the remnants of food, saved us. By his accepting food, thus the assembly of Munis, while bathing in the river, felt serendipitously fed, and all the three worlds were satisfied. It was by his influence only that in a fight I was able to astonish the personality of God, Lord Shiva, and his wife, the daughter of Mount Himalaya, Thus, Lord Shiva became pleased with me and awarded me his own weapon. Other demigods also delivered their respective weapons to me. In addition, I was able to reach the heavenly planets in this present body and was allowed a half-elevated seat. When I stayed for some days as a guest in the heavenly planets, all the heavenly demigods, including King Indradeva, took shelter in my arms, which were marked with a Gandiva bow to kill the demon Nivatak. 
Kavaka. Oh, king. At the present moment, I am bereft of the supreme personality of Godhead by whose influence I was so powerful. The military strength of the Karavas was like an ocean in which there dwelled many invincible existences, and thus it was insurmountable. But because of his friendship, I, seated on the chariot, was able to cross over it, and only by his grace was I able to regain the cows and also collect by force many helmets of the kings, which were bedecked with jewels that were sources of all brilliance. It was he only who withdrew the duration of life from everyone, and who in the battlefield withdrew the speculative power and strength of enthusiasm from the great military phalanx made by the Karavas. Their arrangement was expert and more than adequate, but Sri Krishna, while going forward, did all this. Great generals all directed their invincible weapons against me. But, by Lord Sri Krishna's grace, they could not even touch a hair on my head. Similarly, Pralada Maharaja, the supreme devotee of Lord Narin Sahadeva, was unaffected by the weapons the demons used against him. It was by his mercy that my enemies neglected to kill me when I descended from my chariot to get water for my thirsty horses. And it was due to my lack of esteem for my lord that I dared engage him as my chariot driver, for he was worshipped and offered services by best men to attain salvation. Okay. Oh, his chokings and frank talks were pleasing and beautifully decorated with smiles. His, his addresses unto me as, O oh, son of Prita, O oh, friend, O oh, son of the Kuru dynasty, and all such hardiness, are now remembered by me, and thus I am overwhelmed. Generally, both of us used to live together and sleep and sit and loiter together, and at the time of advertising oneself for acts of chivalry, sometimes, if there were any irregularity, I used to reproach him by saying, My friend, you are very truthful. Even in those hours when his value was minimized, he, being the supreme soul, used to tolerate all those utterings of mine. Excusing me exactly as a true friend excuses his true friend, or a father excuses his son. Ah, oh, Emperor, now I am separated from my friend and dear most well-wisher, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore my heart appears to be void of everything. In his absence, I had been defeated by a number of infidel cowherd men while I was guarding the bodies of all the wives of Krishna. I have the very same Gandiva bow, and the same arrows, the same chariot drawn by the same horses, and I use them as the same Arjuna to whom all the kings offered their due respects. But, in the absence of Lord Krishna, all of them, at a moment's notice, have become null and void. It is exactly like offering clarified butter on ashes, accumulating money with a magic wand or sowing seeds on barren land. Oh, King, since you have asked me about our friends and relatives in the city of Duraka, I will inform you that all of them were cursed by the Brahmanas. And as a result, they all became intoxicated with wine made of putrefied rice and fought amongst themselves with sticks, not even recognizing one another. Now all but four or five of them are dead and gone. Factually, this is all due to the supreme will of the Lord, Lord Vishnu, 
Sometimes people kill one another, and other times they protect one another. Okay. Mm. As in, the ocean of the bigger and stronger aquatics swallow up the smaller and weaker ones, so also the Supreme Personality of Godhead to lighten the burden of the earth has engaged the stronger Yadu to kill the weaker and the bigger Yadu to kill the smaller. Now I am attracted to those instructions imparted to me by Lord Vishnu Govinda because they are impregnated with instructions for leaving the burning heart in all circumstances of time and space. <sighs> Sudhika Swami said, Thus being deeply absorbed in thinking of the instructions of the Lord, which were imparted in the great intimacy of friendship, and in thinking of his lotus feet, Arjuna's mind became pacified and free from all material contamination. Arjuna's constant remembrance of the lotus feet of Sri Krishna rapidly increased his devotion, and as a result, all the trash in his thoughts subsided. Because of the Lord's pastimes and activities, and because of his absence, it appeared that Arjuna forgot the instructions left by Lord Vishnu. But factually, this was not the case, and again, he became Lord of his senses. Because of these, his possessing spiritual assets, the doubts of duality were completely cut off. Thus he was freed from the three modes of material nature and placed in transcendence. This was no longer any chance of his becoming entangled in birth and death, for he was freed from material form. Upon hearing of Lord Krishna's returning to his abode, and upon understanding the end of the Yadu dynasty's earthly manifestation, Maharaja Yudhisthira decided to go back home, back to Godhead. Kunti, Queen Kunti. After overhearing Arjuna's telling of the end of the Yadu dynasty and the disappearance of Lord Krishna, engaged in the devotional service of the transcendental personality of Godhead with full attention and thus gained release from the course of material existence. The Supreme Unborn, Sri Krishna, caused the members of the Yadu dynasty to relinquish their bodies and thus relieve the burden of the world. This action was like picking out a thorn with a thorn, though both are the same, to the controller. The Supreme Lord relinquished the body which he had manifested to diminish the burden of the earth. Just like a magician, he relinquishes one body to accept different ones, like the fish incarnation, incarnation and others. When Lord Vishnu left this earthly planet in this selfsame form, from that very day Kali, who had already partially appeared, became fully manifest to create inauspicious conditions for those who are endowed with a poor fund of knowledge. Maharaja Yudhisthira was intelligent enough to understand the influence of the age of Kali, characterized by increasing avarice, falsehood, cheating, and violence throughout the capital, state, home, and among individuals. So he wisely prepared himself to leave home, and he dressed accordingly. Thereafter, in the capital of Hadistapura, he enthroned his grandson, who was trained and equally qualified as the emperor and master of all land bordered by the seas. Then he posted... Praja, the son of Andridula, the grandson of Lord Krishna, at Mathura as the king of Shurasena. Afterwards, Maharaja Yudhisthira performed a sacrifice and placed in himself the fire for quitting household life. Maharaja Yudhisthira at once relinquished all his garments, belt and ornaments of the royal order, and became completely disinterested and unattached to everything. Then he amalgamated all the sense organs into the mind, then the mind into the life, life into breathing, his total existence into the embodiment of the five elements, and his body into death. Then as pure self he became free from the material conception of life, thus annihilating the growth bo gross body of five elements into the three qualitative modes of material nature. He merged them in one 
nescience, and then absorbed that nescience in the self, Brahman, which is inexhaustible in all circumstances. After that, Maharaja Yudhisthira dressed himself in torn clothing, gave up eating all solid foods, voluntarily became dumb, and let his hair hang loose. All this combined to make him look like an urchin or madman with no occupation. He did not depend on his brothers or anything, and just like a deaf man, he heard nothing. He then started towards the north, treading the path accepted by his forefathers and great men, to devote himself completely to the thought of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and he lived in that way wherever he went. The younger brothers observed that the age of Kali had already arrived throughout the world, and that the citizens of the kingdom were already affected by irreligious practice. Therefore, they decided to follow in the footsteps of their elder brother. They all had performed all the principles of religion, and as a result, rightly decided that the lotus feet of Sri Krishna are the supreme goal of all. Therefore, they meditated upon his feet without interruption. Thus, by pure consciousness, to the constant devotional remembrance, they attained the spiritual sky, which is ruled over by the supreme Naharaya, na, Lord Krishna. This is attained only by those who meditate upon the one supreme Lord without deviation. This abode of the Sri Krishna, known as Goloka Vrindavana, cannot be attained by persons who are absorbed in the material conception of life. But the Pandavas, being completely washed of all material contamination, attained that abode in their very same bodies. Vidura, while on pilgrimage, left his body at Prabhasa. Because he was absorbed in thought of Krishna, he was received by the denizens of the Pitiloka planet, where he returned to his original post. Draupadi also saw that her husbands, without caring for her, were leaving home. She knew well about Lord Vasudeva, Lord Vishnu, both she and Subhrata became absorbed in thoughts of Krishna and attained the same results as their husbands. The subject of the departure of the sons of Pandu for the ultimate goal of life back to Godhead is fully auspicious and is perfectly pure. Therefore, anyone who hears this narration with devotional faith certainly gains the devotional service of the Lord, the highest perfection of life. Hmm. It's a very sad chapter. We open the story with Krishna celebrating and loved and then doing things, and then suddenly he's gone, and a new yuga has started, the Kali Yuga, which is basically misery. <laughs> and wow, if it, let's assume for the minute this is actually a completely true story. Can you imagine what these people must have felt? One day you're standing at the feet of the Supreme Lord. Even if you don't know that he's the Supreme Lord, you know something's up. And the next day you're ready to die. You're ready to leave the world because the greatest thing ever is gone and what you see coming is horrible. You see relatives and friends and everything falling apart and fighting and it's like the end of the world. We would call it today, you know, uh, Armageddon. Would that be it? I, it's just like, it, it's just shocking. I mean, you can't even comprehend what that must be like. But here's the thing. None of them say it's the end of the world. None of them say, there's no mention of this is Armageddon, this is the end times. That's not here. We don't see that story. We see them recognizing that a new world is starting. 
And that's a world that they don't want to be part of. Question, should they not have wanted to die? Should they wanted, maybe they should have wanted to continue. We're in the Kali Yuga, Yuga as we make this video. Is it worth it to give up? Is it worth it to want to walk away? I don't think so. I don't agree with suicide. But but the question does become, should they have stayed alive and not, not wanted to leave? I mean, of course, the king was old, so he was ill. But um, would the story have gone differently had they not given up their bodies? Or was Krishna just, it was just, they couldn't do it. It was too hard. I don't know. I will say something very confessional. And some of you may criticize me for this, and that's fine. Um, I've had friends, relatives pass away, obviously, as we all do. Many of them, as the older I get, the more and more go. Actually, ironically, just making this video, I just today saw that the ex-husband of an ex-girlfriend has passed away. And uh, on Facebook recently, a friend of mine from high school has been shocked by the sudden loss of her husband. And I think about folks who've passed away previous to, well, this video is being done in 22, and we're still in the world of COVID. When you see this video, I don't know what the world would be like. Is it post-COVID? Would there be a COVID? I don't know. But we're in this world now, and it's been hard for many people. And I sometimes wonder if those who passed away early we're lucky. Um, I know at least one person who died in my life who maybe probably would have caught COVID. What a horrible way of dying. Not that her death was any better, but you know, sometimes I just wonder, you know, had they would have they have lost jobs, would have they have been out of money, would have they sometimes I just wonder if people who have died before us in this state of the Kali Yuga actually were the lucky ones and we must now suffer. And I know so many people who are afraid of growing old. And I'm 45. And my time is closer than others, I know. But I have a friend, he's like 27. And he's like, I am afraid of growing old because of the state of the world. And my girlfriend and I joke, we just want to get away from the world. You know, get get away from society. It's, it's really interesting. Um, I don't know. So I just contemplate this, you know, leaving because Kali Yuga started versus staying. Um, thoughts, comments? I open the floor to you. And it's been a long video. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, let me know what you think. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.